This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition where we're recording in our underwear. I'm just kidding. I'll get to a point where somebody will let me record it in their underwear and then that'll be awesome. I bet I can convince John Dover to do that or Rick Hines. I'm calling you out, guys. Okay. So let's, no, this is my water glass. Let's talk about, oh, no, drunk. I'm fine. My co-host today is Vanessa Valiente. And our amazing guest is Rebecca Rosenberg, who just, oh my God, I hope you all listened to the first podcast because that was amazing. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking or have gotten drunk on. I have gotten drunk on. Um, it is gin and tonic, and it had it was really like this much gin. I'm just going to let everybody know it was a little bit of a lie about the gin and tonic. And it has, I think, Bergmont, and no, it's got to be something else, and hibiscus in it, and it is amazing. Um, Vanessa, what are you drinking? I'm on the last bit of my rum and coke here, so I'll be switching hydrating very soon very soon. Hydrating is for sissies. Okay, Rebecca, what are you drinking? I am drinking champagne, of course, and it is the breathless uh, sparkling wine of Napa Valley. So it's lovely, and it happens to be a cover of my book, Champagne Widows. So of course, I'm drinking champagne. I love this. Okay. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Oh, drinking. More drinking. <laughs> Vanessa, you didn't drink with us. Where was your cheering? Sorry. Sorry. Right here, guys. Cheers. One more time. Okay. So one more woo. time. One more for the back of the room. Cheers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Rapid fire question. What is your favorite book of all time, Rebecca? Oh, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Okay. Was that, that- a or what yeah I was yes of- we've never had anybody say gone with the wind before wow oh right that must have been the one that everyone says gone with the wind no 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 you're, you're, the, first. you're the first you're the first oh, wow. in like 200 amazing. episodes amazing amazing have you ladies read it no, no. I've only seen the movie like a okay. gazillion times, but I always, okay. I've always heard the book is actually much better. Oh, the book is amazing. Wow. And you learn so much. And I guess if I, of course, that's where I get my um, love of research and all that and telling the story, because you, you have to tell the whole story, you know, what is going on and the emotion also, but what is going on in the country and, how does it affect you? And think about this last couple of years that we've all lived, how the country has affected us more than ever before. Or I feel like that with and all the epidemics and all that stuff. So gone with the wind, gone with the wind. It's just fantastic. I love it. Okay. What is your least favorite book of all time? Oh, well, actually, this one that I showed you earlier. This is my uh, favorite book and my least favorite book is called Perfume, the Story of a Murderer. 
And that is because this man, the protagonist, takes a talent that he has, which is Lene, which is what my character has, Lene, the exquisite talent of smelling everything. And he does a whole different, really, oh, you would love this, Erica. He is a very, very evil man. I'm writing this down right next to my notes yeah. from the previous podcast I, actually, about giving it. away body bags to my reader clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wrote it down right there. Body bags. Readers club. Erica, okay. Erica, email me and I'll send you this book. I think you'd really love it because it's really horror. It is a horror book. And, but it was so exquisite. You know, so it's my best and my worst kind of book. And actually, this other book, let me think if I can remember the name. Shoot, I can't. Never mind. <laughs> That's okay. Champagne okay. gets in the way of everything. Yes. Okay. So what is your favorite, if you say Gone with the Wind, that's almost cheating, but what is your favorite book that has been turned into a movie? Oh, well, I can say Dr. Shivago is my other favorite. Ooh. And similar, you know, that you're learning history from the real inside of people. And so Dr. Shivago, fantastic, fantastic movie. What do you ladies think? Did you like Dr. Shibata? I actually I own the book, but I haven't seen it or read it yet. So, Erica, what you are you seen the movie? Vanessa, you haven't seen the movie? Just see the movie. Yeah, I know. You just have to remember that Vanessa is five years old. So, that doesn't help the situation. That is not true. That is not true. I, I resent any. I resent Okay. Movie. Rapid fire questions, rum and coke over there. What is yours? Ooh, okay. Um, do you listen to music while you're writing? And if so, of course. Who would be who's oh, like your go-to? While writing. No, I don't listen while I'm writing, but I usually have a theme song that I will play um, so that I'm in this mood like all the time. So I have to be in the mood of this book for the entire time I write it. And that's why I'm dressed like this. <laughs> and that's why I'm drinking from this. And I've got, you know, things around me that really create that atmosphere. And the one that I remember the most was for Gold Digger, that I had a an Eagle song that was about this big love and that he would do anything for her. And her old prospector does anything he can for her. And it really is his downfall. So I like, I like to come with a beautiful song that nice. reminds me of where. Yeah. Mm. So what is the song you're listening to now for the one you're working on? Well, good question. I haven't done a song, so now I have to, so I can answer that question. <laughs> yeah, no, but I have to. I do. Got to bring yeah. the soundtrack. For What's Champagne, happening? For Champagne Widows, so you have to do the research about, you know, what art they're seeing and what music they're playing. And he was into Beethoven. Think about how kind of disturbed Beethoven was. 
And Barbara Nicole Clicquot's husband had mental illness and he loved Beethoven and he loved Mozart. So, and he loved lesser artists as well. So um, that's what I was into while I was doing this, but I haven't, that's a good question. I haven't picked up my new era yet. You have to find it and find out what it's like. Nice. Well, and okay, so then do you let's, listen to Erica? I listen, yeah, I, um, so I, what I listen to a lot of is Celtic music while I'm writing because I just love the sound of it in the background. But I will listen to some very dark albums that some people have sort of turned me on to while I'm writing my horror stuff. Because I tend to write, um, and, you know, Vanessa can attest to this. I actually, it's funny, we did a horror movie convention last weekend. And one of the panels, I read one of my stories. And I hadn't read a story out loud in front of a group of people in a very long time. And the story is called The Sundress. And it's a lot of my stories are those kind of stories that you're, you almost get lulled into a sense of security and then punched in the face. Like it's one of those. And it was so neat when I was deciding what to read. I was like, this is a fun one. I'll read this one. It's called sundress. And um, I was reading it and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm actually every now and then looking up at the audience and they're doing exactly what I thought where they're just, you know, they just peacefully kind of listening and then I say the end of the story and they're like this. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, good. I've accomplished my goal. So a lot of times I find that like, I, I like listening to kind of spooky or haunty music when I'm writing that stuff. But on the flip side, when I'm writing my chiclet erotica, I listen to like, you know, Usher playlist and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we're going to grind our butts there. Vanessa, <laughs> what do you listen to? Um, well, because the majority I write is fantasy, I would say that I listen to a lot of soundtrack music, especially, so anytime I'm watching a TV show or a movie, I always have like my little Shazam app because sometimes when I feel a feeling, when I hear a song in a movie or in a show and I'm like, Oh my God, it reminds me of a particular character. Cause sometimes, you know, it's really hard to for get into a certain type of emotion or atmosphere, especially if you were doing something else and then you're trying to get your mind prepped for writing. So for me, music is a really great way of uh, kind of getting into that mood. But um, I will say I don't listen to music when I write because uh, I write humorous erotica and I, I don't listen to music when I do that. I don't know why that one for in particular, I kind of listen to I like to I like that, like those stories to be like super voicey. So I kind of try to hear the the character's voice in my head because I want that character's voice to really come out because I want it to just be funny and relatable. But for fantasy, I definitely listen to music to really bring out that atmosphere and the emotion. Wow. That was not a rapid fire question when we got Sorry. to the end of it. <laughs> that was that was something. That was intense. I loved it. So when you're writing these stories, you're doing so much research. Do you do outlines or do you plot? Like how do you end up creating the where you want to start and where you want to go to? I do. I have big notebooks. Um, I'll show you my current notebook. 
Uh, a big notebook like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. And for each book, and I'll have different sections for research and for structure and for craft that I want to try to do and characters and that. And then I always have timelines and I have all that. So it's, and I believe in structure but I need to um, do the free write within the structure. So I have to separate my two minds that have a structure in mind and then want to roll with the story. So I think these notebooks help me put it together. What about you guys? Oh, no, I'm a pantser. I literally do not outline. I don't do anything. I'm, I'm a little bit of a rare creature that I just write. The only books I ever outline are with the ones that I write with that friend of mine. And we outline kind of what's going to happen because he writes the male characters and character, lead character. I write the female lead character. And so we write um, one chapter each from the point of view of the character. And so we have to have some idea where it's going. And then he usually finishes before me because he's faster. And then what I do is I go in and... I tweak his stuff a little bit to align with what the girl's mindset is. And it, it turns out, well, but that's the only time. What about you, Vanessa? Aren't you a plotter? Aren't you squarely oh, in the writing the whole thing? Yeah, I'm a huge plotter. I mean, I consider myself a hybrid, but more on the plotter side because, yeah, I have a, a, a world book that's over 90,000, no, over 100,000 words which is more than the draft of the first book of the series. So yeah, I'm very into world building and I, and I do write in notebooks and then actually I have some of mine's like right here, have it on like, this is like on notebook paper, but I also have Scrivener too. So I don't know if you are familiar, but the writing software, cause my ADD will go crazy if I was just staring at this. And so I try to organize my stuff in the software. So it's 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 a little bit of both. What about you write real characters? Do you ever have to do anything with the families or the descendants or is there anything like that that you do? Yeah, you have to you have to know all of that. And so I'm this um, champagne widows. In fact, I want to get into this aspect since you're talking about writing. I love this. I like to create a web of characters. So I like to have four characters that are in a web. And you have the protagonist here, but she has four antagonists or three antagonists. And they are against each other and they're against her. So I love to create that. And, um, and that means that it's usually the family, but you're talking about like the historical family. So yeah, you have to watch out that you're telling the truth about these people. And like, for instance, in Champagne Widows, her father, Barbara Nicole Clicquot's father, is the mayor of town. And I did all the research around him and I found out that he was really for the king of, of France. But the Napoleon made him mayor and he was working for Napoleon. And so I made him a spy in this book and it worked. It worked from everything that I knew it worked because he had loved the King, but he was working for Napoleon, but the King ends up back as King of France by the end of this book. 
And so it's like, how did that happen? And who was he? Of course, you don't know that he was a spy, but he had the ability to be a spy. So that's, that's an example of the family and how they get involved. That's very cool. What about fan reception to your book? So what was it like when fans started reaching out to you and asking you or talking to you about your book? Well, actually, um, this time I got really super involved with my um, review crew and I have enjoyed it so much. Like I had it before with my assistant and she was doing everything, but then you're not you're reading things and you're reading reviews, but you don't get to talk to them. So now doing it the way that I'm doing it, <clears throat> which is like I was saying to you earlier, if you want to be on the review crew, you just email me and then I get you a free copy of the book. And then we, if you have questions and want to chat about it, then we're back and forth. And I love that. So I had um, reviewers saying, well, why did she fall in love with Francois? Like, really? Would you, why would she fall in love with a man who is mentally ill? And so we get to have that conversation. You know, and I said, well, she did end up a widow, right? She never got remarried. <laughs> so that could be one reason. You know, and it's fun because we as writers, we know about character arcs and a lot of times re readers aren't thinking, sometimes they'll review a book because they didn't like the characters. Isn't that hard for you, Erica? Because I'm sure your readers don't love the characters. Well, you know, what I've run into more is they, um, it, it's, it, I, I have a different tact on reviews. I love meeting fans. I love when fans come up to me and talk to me and tell me about their favorite parts of books or their favorite characters or you know, ask me plot points that I don't remember putting in the book because it was a subplot of a subplot <laughs> and it just needed to be there. But I don't actually pay a huge amount of attention to reviews for myself because I think that it's very easy on the internet to be an asshole, to be honest. And so some people will get a book and it's not their cup of tea and not because it's badly written, but it's just not their genre and they'll be like, you know, love the story, love the characters. The book was too short. One star review, you know, and like, how do you give somebody a one star review? Because you thought the book was too short. That's stupid. So this one, this one that I read, five star review, the book came in great shape. <laughs> Did you exactly. It doesn't do anything <laughs> to the you know the readers <laughs> that are trying to read it so i'm like oh, okay and yeah, then get fantastic reviews that are three stars they're like saying i love this i love this this is so interesting so cool three stars i want to write her back and say do you know there are five stars I think that fan interaction is great. I think when fans reach out to you on social media, it's great. I think, you know, I love hearing I like what talking. people like I about like the book. So I do. Talking. What? I like actually talking to people. That's what I like the best. You know, that if, if they, I would love, I wish we could all do book clubs. I don't know how to do that, but I'd like to do that. Like to do a, Okay, I'm going to do a book club 
and have an interactive book club like a month after the book, maybe once a month. If you want to join, you could talk about it. So that would be fun. You know what you should do is you should coordinate with other authors and do takeovers where they come on and they, you know, you preemptively have them come on and talk about their books and you talk about yours on theirs. And that gives you that book club aspect. Cause you know, I think that's the the biggest thing. Have you done any in-person events? Yeah. I what has that been like interacting with the people in the in-person events? Always fun. Always fun. But what I'm saying is that a book club is really different than an author telling about their book. You know, like when I have a book club and we read books and then we discuss them. And actually my favorite times, I have two book clubs, three book clubs here locally that will invite me and then we'll actually have a discussion about my books. That's my favorite thing. And I'd like to recreate that idea um, somehow. You can definitely do it virtually. You can do read-alongs and say, from this date and this date, we're going we're gonna to read these chapters. And then you can do a live video. And then yeah. it gives you a chance to discuss those, those chapters. And then you can just, you know, and you just give all your readers. And if you have a newsletter on your website, just give them all the dates and just say, and then that's also a great opportunity for you to put in nuggets of things that you, that are not in the book that you can kind of throw in and be like, oh, by the way, let me expand a little bit about this, you know? Yeah, I think, and I also like Zoom, maybe you guys are giving me a good idea. Maybe do a Zoom meeting once a month for the book comes out for people who have read it and invite them via Facebook and Instagram and wherever. And that would be fun. And then we could actually That's kind of how the genesis of this podcast started. I've told people the story (laughs) before, but I had a, in Tampa, um, uh, when I was living down there, me and the, actually the co-author of my books, we um, were, we worked with a, a not-for-profit literary thing called Wordier Than Thou. It's brilliant down there. And we decided to do a book club and we would read local authors' books. Like that was a thing. And the first time we did that, the author showed up at the book club and we were like, well, this changes things a little bit. Cause you know, you're, if you, it does. Yeah. And we didn't invite them, but they showed up and then it happened the second time. So then we were like, okay, let's just invite the authors and we'll just talk to the authors about their book and their life. And it changed the dynamics, but that's how the genesis of this show. So I think book clubs are thoroughly awesome and amazing. Yeah. And there is, um, I do, I'm part of Novel Network. Have you heard of that? Novel Network. Vanessa, have you? Yeah. Novelnetwork.com uh, has authors on it, and any book club can go and get authors to appear at their book club. So it's the same kind of thing. And I love Novel Network. They have lots of authors, and it's a fun thing to do. That's I like this. Awesome. Okay, Vanessa, question? Ooh. Okay, I feel like you've traveled to quite a few places, I feel. So what is your favorite place that you traveled for? And like, has it inspired, and if you haven't used it, do you plan to use that place as like inspiration for a book, a future book? Okay, 
Well, right now, my favorite place is France. It always has been in the whole Champagne region. Um, oh, I wanted to show you guys. It's a good opportunity. So this is where Barbara Nicole Clicquot lived. And this is Champagne. And this is actually where, you know, like, it looks just like where I live now because it's all vineyards and everything. And this is Bar this is my picture of Barbara Nicole Clicquot, even though it's not her. I tried to find the perfect picture of her at that age and what it was. You know, she's smelling the grapes and that's what she wanted to do. And this is a picture of what whoops, <laughs> she wanted to do, which was harvest the grapes and um, make wine. Let's see, how's the next picture going to go? So good. And so this is, this is why I love France because, and you were there, right? Did you see these beautiful um, creères? And this is actually the book Clicquot Creères where they're laying down those wine bottles and it's so exquisite. And they're so mysterious and almost a character in the book. And then this was her nemesis, the Napoleon, and he is so powerful. But you see that actually in the book. Uh-oh, we, we lost oh, no. her. Oh, no. We'll have to see if she calls back in. We're going to, we're dead. And then she's back. Oh, okay, good. Rebecca, you're muted. Are you there? Hello. Got to see if we can get her to unmute. Technical difficulties here on the drinking. Here, there she is. Yay. Exactly. Here, but we can't hear her. You got to unmute. We can't hear you. I did unmute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. So a fun um, thing is that Napoleon in the book is controlled by the red man who is a really frightening character and you'll have to read the book to find out about the red man and the exciting thing about that is the red man is real oh wow she went out again we keep losing her uh, oh there she is what is oh technology i feel like technology doesn't like us today yeah Okay, well, in the, okay. in the spirit of anyway, we meet you again, Rebecca. Yes. Um, yes. Let's tell people where they can find you and your books. And hold up your card for your book club again. There we go. Rebecca go. at Rebecca-Rosenberg.com, Champagne Widows Review Crew. And, and you can also you find her on my website. Yes. And all of her books on the website. RebeccaRosenberg.com. You have been Thank so you. thoroughly fantastic. Thank you for being on the podcast with us. Thank you so well, much. Well, that was the best happy hour, the best happy hour I've ever had. I love it. Can I come every week? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course Thank you can. <laughs> it was so much fun. Thank well, you so thanks. much. You're welcome. Well, thank you guys for listening to Drinking with Authors. Literary Briefs. I've been your host, Erica Lance. 
my um, wonderful co-host has been Vanessa Valiente, and our phenomenal guest has been Rebecca Rosenberg. Champagne Widows is the book. Pick it up as soon as possible, and we will see you guys next time.